Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TV.com. I'm already into the board party. Damn it. What are you doing? Nothing. Nothing? Why not? Trying to get on the Slice Out Radio website. Sounds like a cool website. Yeah, it's alright. Oh, yeah, I might have it. You might have it. You're listening to Lifestyle Radio. The opinions expressed during this show are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of their associated organizations or Lifestyle Radio. like music, you like weed, well, we're gonna be good friends indeed, just as much I like more than smoking trees, they'll make you dance the do-si-do and teach you how to achieve the grow, smoke a bowl on the 420 radio show, on Lifestyle Radio. No one ever sings anymore. I, I was. Were you? You know, yeah, you can unmute on. your mic and sing along now, you know. Oh, man. I, geez, oh, okay, sorry. Well, Everybody, next time, I'll try to remember. There you go. So, today, welcome to the 420 Radio Show. I'm Al, and uh, Marcel has invited one of his buddies, Charles, uh, to the show. And uh, I don't know who this Charles guy is, but apparently he's very interesting. So, uh, we, we will uh, be chatting with Charles. And... Uh, Doing our news and all that stuffs, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the mic over to Marcel and and let him introduce Charles. And uh, is we'll go Darcy gonna be doing his grow segment? Well, I don't know. Darcy just left, so we'll, we'll have to put Darcy on the spot. So no, today yeah, we got do a grow session in front of Charles. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we'll get Darcy to talk about. Breeding cannabis. Okay. So go ahead. You're on. And then see if Darcy wants to argue with him. There you go. Just just for a grow segment. How does that make sense? No, Charles um, Charles Scott has been known pretty much worldwide under the name Reefer Man Seeds. But of course, like anything that's really friggin' awesome fakes out there kind of steal your idea your shit your name and try and make money off of your hard work so charles is coming out with a new venture 
and I'll let Charles tell everybody what it's about. Actually, we rebranded uh, to Scott Family Farms uh, like close to a decade ago um, for a couple different reasons, largely because of the, the fake Reefer Man site. When I went to work for, um, for licensed producers, I could not sell seeds. It was part of my contract. And so I told people that I, I'm sorry, I can't sell seeds. And, uh, and so we, we shut down the Reefer Man seed websites. And of course, a fake popped up, right? Um, but, uh, also the whole reefer man being a cannabis superhero and stuff, it, it really didn't really fit with the new, uh, health Canada outline around regulations and, and, uh, cannabis brands and, you know, any type of marketing that could appeal to kids. Right. Um, so we kind of looked at that and we've always been a family farm. Um, so we, we kind of made that transition uh, at least eight years ago and did all kinds of press release. We even ran some ads in high times and stuff. But, um, but yeah, we've been in the business since about 1995. Actually, our slogan is getting the world high since 1995. <laughs> right on. Um, yeah, um, we were really the first Canadians um, to win the Cannabis Cup. Um, we won in 2004 with Love Potion 1, and then we won in 2005 Best Overall with um, Willie Nelson. And then we won the High Life Cup in 2006 with Pink Push, which... This is by far my most well-known strain that I've bred. It's become kind of infamous globally. That's really um, loud, Marcel. I was just on a uh, on a show out of Colorado, and I, I had no idea that that even in Colorado, the popularity of the pink. I always thought that it would wane, um, and uh, it really hasn't. It's it's really an interesting. We actually are just working on uh, on a new pink line right now. Pink's mother was. Um, a clone only called King of Vancouver Island strain. And um, I finally, after what, what blight it in 2003. So after 20 years, I bred a King BX three line. Um, and so it's the first time we've been able to really successfully uh, breed the same genetics that are in pink Kush on the male side. So the new, the new pink Kush 2.0 representing 20 years actually is a, um, my original ultimate pink back cross with its mom but in a male line, we call the King BX3 or Backcross 3. Um, right on. Yeah. Um, Pink Kush is, is popular here on the East Coast of Canada, too, if they can everywhere. find it. The yeah. problem is, is uh, here, traffic in the dispensaries, people will say, well, I only want Kush. And you ask them what Kush, they don't know any Kushes. All they want is Kush because that's what they've been told to get. That's what's the best, yada, yada, yada. So I always have fun with them because how many different Kush strains are there out there? <laughs> I mean, when I first started working with like OG, for example, OG was one strain. Um, yeah. And now there's everything's called OG that's coming out of California, right? But at one point in time, there was one strain called OG. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. There was, a, there was a research study published, I don't know, in the last year or so, that tested um, strains from different producers across Canada. And out of everything they, they tested, Pink Kush was the most consistent um, genotype found in the country. And I think that's because we just gave out so many of our clones from coast to coast when I was on Vancouver Island. But right. I thought it was really interesting. I read that um, 
It was published last year and it was just it surprised me, but it didn't at the same time because I think that Canadians really know their pinks, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and again, we just handed out the, the clones um, for years and years. Uh, you gave me seeds years ago. Um, EPK. The early purple. Ironically, I was just going through a greenhouse today. Yeah. And, uh, and I found an early purple cushion that in the uh, in the mix that I didn't know we still had standing. Um, so do, it's still, do you know, still around. It, I love that strain because I, I basically I called it my cold medicine. If I had a clogged sinus or anything like that, that's all I would do is light up one of those. That would drain my sinuses so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still. A, we actually won a, a, t- a treating yourself cup. I think in like twenty. I don't even remember, but we won a treating yourself. It cup was a long with, time ago. With, yeah. With that one. yeah, 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 a, a bunch of years ago. Um, yeah, another popular strain that came out of our camp that across Canada is the red Congolese. Um, you know, it's been it's maintained its popularity. I was actually just talking to Bubble Man about it while I was waiting for the show to start. Sorry, you guys, my my bully, my bully's being a bully. Dog fight. I got twenty bucks on the big guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the early purple. You're talking about some of my so my real. I was early... just checking out your website. Mm-hmm. The Scott Family Farm website. What yeah, you I, I, I was. Yeah, I see you got. No, no, looking at, at your memories of I, I memories of Afghanistan. Your Wi-Fi is cutting out, Dars. Yeah, the the MOA. Um, yeah, so MOA started in my uh, oldest catalogs as um, uh, double Afghan slam, and it was a uh, Kabul um, cross an Afghan one type variant, a, a Dutch Afghan. So Kabul is one of my oldest Afghani plants. Um, uh, that actually came from a family member in your neighborhood, actually, Marcel. Um, and it was just a pre-Soviet Afghan that was grown outdoors uh, in Nova Scotia. And um, I crossed that with one of the first Afghan one types I got. And uh, then later on, we crossed it with Petrolia headstash, and that became Chaz, or triple Afghan slam. And then uh, we crossed it with Sari Pool, which is a uh, landrace Afghan. So it's a four-way stacked afghan strain um and it surprised me because i don't really i am not a huge indica guy i'm a sativa freak but i just had jaudry and i had some other guys from new york city that are known uh you know breeders of the cuban black haze and stuff and they actually absolutely went crazy for the memories of afghanistan that was grown here in jamaica um and we, we, yeah we've got a question from somebody on facebook um, yeah. and, and you'll see it if you look up at the screen there. It says, uh, what strains do you know have the highest resin content? Mm, I would say my King, the King BX3, and which is the mother of Pink Kush. It's probably one of the biggest um, resin content that I have and also the finest hash plant I've ever worked with. I won the um, 2006 420 cup for hash made from the King. And uh, yeah, it's it's a hard one to beat. It's it's probably the best the best resin plant in the collection. That'd be yeah. a good one to try and misquisher. 
Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Anybody that knows the king, well, everybody that's tried pink kush, its mother was was the king originally. Um, but the king on its own is a stellar plant. It's a long flowering indica. You're talking 79 to 81 days. Um, but it's high yield and and crazy flavors and potency. Um, just we, outstanding. Plant. You know, and, and uh, I, I've had this thing for a couple of years now. I don't use it that often. It's just me. But um, when when somebody comes into the office, they're like, is that a fucking squisher? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't get that the no solvent thing. It's pure. You get your terpenes. You get everything in there that you don't get from isolates and distillates and thatolites and idiots and blah, blah, I'm blah. I'm not okay. I'm not a huge fan of the process. So I don't know, in 2020, I bought all this equipment uh, when I was doing a project on Salt Spring Island. And for me, like I appreciate the product, but I don't appreciate the process very it is, much. It is an art. It's an arduous, I think is the right word, process. It's got another, got another comment here from a Facebook user. You want to read that, Marcel? If you don't it says, most that. strains on average yield 50 to 60 grams of oil per pound. But the purple water yielded 100 grams per pound. Um, Don't know who that is because they haven't accepted the name thingy, but that's okay. I've, I've, because I've make oil, um, I would say 50 to 60 grams for oil of oil per pound is, is about average for outdoor. Um, and maybe some trim mixed in but if you start if you use a, a power trimmer and you collect all of that fine keef and you throw that in that'll boost it up you know what i'm not sure how you accept i'm going to ask i'm going to ask al graham that tomorrow he's been playing with that new feature so <coughs> next time i will know <coughs> yeah i don't know how to accept it either but 100, 100 grams per pound is a really good return. So your king, um, you're saying it's really good for hash. What kind of return rate do you get for hash? Man, I can't, I, I can't answer you that right now. It's been a long time since I've made king hash. Oh, I've, yeah. been, I've been growing um, commercial products um, for the last eight years. Uh, mostly EU GMP to export to the German market. Right. Um, so I've, I've literally not been doing a whole lot of extraction. I've been cultivating um, medical cannabis flower. Um, so if I, I don't want to throw out a number because I, I couldn't tell you. Um, I just know that it was the highest returning plant that I had ever done in my experience, you know, making hash. Yeah. But those numbers, no, man, I don't I don't have a clue. I'm about to make a big run of bubble for the first time in a long time right now um, because I'm, I'm doing a I'm literally harvesting a, uh, a 1.2 acre um, parcel of seeded of flower right now. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm going to be running a, a whole lot of of, uh, of bubble shortly. But no, I, I, I I'm not going to sit here and throw out numbers. I have no clue, man. It was the highest yield. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you. 
about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And return and the highest quality hash that I've ever had. And also I was talking to Bubble Man about it. It also was a plant that would give the same quality until it would stop giving. Um, so I had other hashes where you get your first wash. And the second wash wouldn't be, you know, nearly as good. Or, you know, when I kept, when it, when you continue to push the, the king, it gave stellar product until it just gave up giving product. Um, so, yeah, it was it, it was definitely my best hash plant. But in terms of, of yields per pound, I have no idea. See, that's one that I would like to try and see what I could get for return. I'm doing my first round of hash uh, tomorrow. We'll see what happens. I've got like about three. Your first round? Yep. First first you time. Hate. I did it with Michael, and that's all I've done it. Oh, right. I thought you did it on your own. Nope. Nope. This is me and Dean are going to do it tomorrow. So uh, anyways, uh, John Roberts from Michigan. Hi, John. He is a, 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 he works with the Cannabis uh, Cancer Project in Michigan, I guess. And he's been making RSO for cancer patients for the past years. 15 years. Thank you, Good John. For him. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we, we all the we need all the oil men we can get, right? Legitimate oil men. <laughs> Let's throw yeah. out that there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, like I said, I'm trying trying going to try my first uh, round of hash this weekend, and uh, we'll just get lots of ice. Yeah, I'm going to get four bags of ice. I got two rounds, I think. I've got three quarters of a five gallon pail. Uh, full of uh, bud leaf and uh, like sugar leaf and bud and yeah and and stemming from two years of pot. I brought some with me that I had from the farm still and yeah. So we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. One other good hint. What? Do it outdoors. I was gonna do it on. It's so nice. I was gonna do it on the the patio this weekend. Yep. I have a cord, well, wanted, I have a cordless cooler. The cooler the better. It's only 15 outside, dude. <laughs> I, I'm the idiot that, that does demos of making hash in 90-degree in weather in, in Harvest Fest. So. Yeah, true enough. And I've seen that. Mm. I've seen that, yeah. I think that I almost fell asleep in my chair. It was so hot. that Oh, God, it was hot. <laughs> the... Uh, even last year's. I got that when I got there the year that I went. When I got there, it was so hot. I parked my car. I turned the air conditioner on and had a nap in the back. You remember that, Marcel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it 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 gets warm, but it I does, mean, it doesn't get warm like that here. No, not there. He's asking, "What solvent are you using? Solvent for uh, what?" 
for extraction. Oh, for I extraction. don't talk about solvents. Yeah. They're illegal here in Canada. That's, that's, that's illegal to do this in Canada. Yes, unfortunately. Yep. Next question. <laughs> yeah. That was an easy question. So let's talk about some of the work that you've been doing in Jamaica, Charles, because I've been following along. And you've done something for the Rastafarian community, haven't you? Yeah, we've been working on the um, the rega cut. So lamb's breath is uh, or lamb's oh, bread is almost extinct in Jamaica. That's a nice one. Um, and there's so many, you know, strains going around with that name attached to it. Not even in Jamaica so much as around the world, mm. but really yeah. have nothing to do with it. Um, here, here in the on the island, it's become nearly extinct. Uh, there's only two different rasta organizations that maintain cuttings of the of the original plant, what they consider really? and what the old rastas consider to be the original long time or the original lamb spread. And it's a super long flowering plant. The, so I've been working on preservation of that. Um, so we've uh, we outcrossed it with an African, and now we're back crossing the F1 back into the clone um it's a it's a super long flowering plant we're talking like 22 to 24 weeks um and uh yeah it's uh it's it's they call it the sacrament clone because they use it um within the church as a sacrament so my friend baya from rega um came to me and asked me if uh you know if i could work a preservation line around it and um it was actually surprising to me um just um how inbred it was obviously you know in in preservation in preservation without without much management right um and it came from the maroon community which is sort of like an indigenous community here in jamaica um yeah it's it's uh it's a, a great project and uh, i've enjoyed growing it um it's certainly um uh a lot more low in vigor when it begins flowering than I anticipated because it still has some vigorous growth in veg, but um, yeah, it's, it literally sat there um, and didn't throw pistols until a Neville Hayes was close, close to halfway done. That's the kind of, you know, wow. Yeah. And, and it doesn't stretch much when, when flowering is initiated, but I, I sincerely think that's just because of them trying to preserve it without much forethought or understanding. Can I ask? Right. A, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Um, uh, the veg time. How is? What's the longest you can go with veg, i.e., a mom, right? Uh, yeah. Before it's really a waste of time to go any further with it. Like I, I, I've heard, I've heard people have like uh, um, Haley's mom has the mom for Haley's Comet, the real Haley's Comet. I don't know if she still has it, but she used to. And um, uh, how long can you keep that going? You, or is it better just to seed it? and then alive before it drifts? Or yeah. before it... No. no. Oh, old... How long can you keep a mother alive? Yeah. Is well, this yeah, question. So, so, so I understand that. Um, but really, I look at a mother and a clone kind of one and the same. But if you're keeping an individual mom, um, you know, from a clone, it, it depends on your conditions, the size that you're growing it at, um, the size of the container, a lot. But I don't like to hold moms, say, longer than four and a half to six months without 
rejuvenating them from a fresh cutting. So, so uh, when you get to the point where it's time to let that one go, what do you do? Do you do you let it go to bud? Do you let it seed? To it, keep... it totally depends. What, what are you asking me? What I do? Or no, I'm what... just talking in general because I, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, like I'm trying to get all of the information I can it's, as it's I'm people... going into the this actual room <laughs> thing, right? We give we give our mums away to people yep. um, that want to put them in their yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We can move them outside ourselves. It just depends. As long as they're not disease prone or you're not killing them because of some, you know issue yeah um but yeah a lot of times we would move them out and if they really took off and and were still flexible and not woody you know not real brittle type of moms once they got outside and they flourished in the you know when we transplanted them then we might very well use them to carry seed it it just depends um like for example when blueberry strains and blue family strains start to get a little bit older they get real brittle and the wind will just crack them down right away oh really is yeah, that, is so that the, the same kind of thing with tapes? You know, the cassette tapes. The the more times you record something on that tape, it degrades and degrades and degrades, right? Yeah, well, I think some some different strains just have different, um, you know, makeups. And and the blue family is one that that I use as an example because it's always a little bit more brittle and prone to breaking. Mm, so okay. so when they, when you get an older mom that has the blue family, and it typically those are more problematic, and I might just kill them, right? Um, the but there's other things or your plants, <laughs> like some, some of my my hazes, man. We had, we've had 70 kilometer an hour gusts constantly for months, and my my Oregon purple tie hazes snapped, fell apart, and um, and a lot of our pure haze bloodlines take the wind and just bend down. And well, okay, so so here here's a good uh, change of conversation. I live above the what the fiftieth parallel okay yep. i'm i'm up at the very northern uh tip of lake superior in terrace bay ontario mm-hmm. we're just having our melt now it's 15 degrees uh i went in the greenhouse till december but it started getting too cold for them when was it marcel november yeah november so that's why i i it was either bring them in Take what I got, or put a, put up a greenhouse, right? And so, my question is: It's very. I'm, I'm literally on a hill. I can see the lake, and the wind just comes right up. What kind of strains would you suggest for up here? It's windy. It's nice and bright and sunny. Excuse me for a minute. I have to deal with this dog. Okay? Sure. Yeah, you go Sorry, ahead. Guys. We'll wait. Al? Yes. I start mothers every winter. Okay. Cut my bones. Yes. Then my mothers go out and flower. Which is what I think I'm doing. It's the ideal way to do it. Yeah. That way you don't have to keep mothers over the winter. But what I was getting at is do people keep them for years? That's what I do too. No? Some people do, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Some people have other rooms, and that's, they'll keep it for for as long as they can to and preserve that's what, that strain. That's, that's what I was getting at. Like, how long can you go? How many years can you take a plant before it's not even worth utilizing it? Hey, guys, sorry about that. No problem at all. Uh, 
Um, I don't think that can be answered now because nobody would know. It, it, nobody it, knows. No, it would depend on how well you take care of that plant as okay. a mother plant. Okay. Hey guys, you know the King I mentioned when we made the King BX3? So that clone was alive from like 1989 until 2014. Wow. Finally drifted so hard that it all, and we saw it beginning to drift. And that's when we made the, the, we already made the BX1 and we made the BX2. And then I made the BX2 and passed the the seeds off to a friend in Quebec because I had to leave the country. And he, he saw the drift in his clone. I said, Hey man, if your clone's not drifting, great. He saw it and he actually made the BX3s and gave them back to me. And then his clone died off too. So after, so literally 1989 until 2014, that's how long the King clone, which is Pink Kush's mom, was around. So what happens then? You either have seeds or it's gone. Yeah, and you, and you have to manage the production of those seeds, right, to, to actually breed the, the line, like to get true representation, right? Um, so sometimes F1s really don't represent what what the mother was. So you have to manage that genetic properly. The BX2 lines, I'm actually growing them now. I got some really old seeds from, from 2003 to go. And we're, we, we're growing them. And the BX2 still look good, but the BX3 really, really shines compared to the BX2. So again, um, you know, clones will, will drift. The, the UBC chemo also, it was in my first indoor garden. Ooh, I and, like chemo. I've had that before. Um, and but it's it's you know it drifted hard, and the best representation of that now would be in my Wakeford strain. Um, but you know it it drifted as well. I that one um, I don't know the history or how long it was alive when I got it, but I got that strain in 1990. Wow. Um, so and and we had the the UBC until probably I could access it until 2003 2004. So I'm assuming that it drifted out, you know, yeah. by that by that time. So clones can last for for a lot of years, but I think that um, that and also handing them around, you know, you don't know when you hand something to somebody or get it back from somebody, you don't know what it's been exposed to, you know, in those hands or or if, yeah, or exactly. what it really is. I mean, I, unless you're getting it from the the germinator, <laughs> you know. Uh, the grower, or, or, or what do you call it, um, the breeder, uh, directly, you really don't know what it is, right? Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, like I was t- telling you earlier, there was that, that published article recently about they did tests all over Canada on different strains like Blue Dream. Mm. Like in Blue Dream, they didn't find any LP that was selling the same <coughs> as Blue Dream. But the pink was one of the most consistent tests nationwide, and I think that's again because of, of the, the source of the the source of the genetics being Vancouver Island, and us just handing them out to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, you know there's a, a lot of different um, plants that are floating around that I think aren't necessarily what what the representative has, um, you know, that's for sure. Yeah, we call that crop king. <laughs> crop king. Ooh, Marcel. <laughs> Marcel. Where's my bleep button? You know, okay, I actually, uh, don't bleep yet. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Paul, because... <laughs> and you want to know something, guys? And this is, uh, this is true, that all of those seeds that he was selling were coming from greenhouse seeds. You know, there are only two yeah. there are only two products on the market that I have never liked or wanted to do anything with or about. That's one of them and now we're finding out why I don't like raw. <laughs> <laughs> hey, raw makes good cones though. I don't like the paper though. <laughs> It gives me a like, headache. It doesn't matter if it's a cone or a paper. I'm going to get a headache if you if you roll it in a raw paper. It's just how it is. We lost Darcy again. Goodbye, Darcy. What about um, Canadian lumber paper? Because they've got three different grades of paper. I like the hippie, and I found a place that has them here. Thank God. Yeah? I like them. And, you know, um, uh, when, I, when I posted that I found them up here, okay, uh, a lot of people had some comments including Sarah Sunday, who has a lot of different papers that she's tried in her, and obviously she has a brand that she likes. Everybody seemed to suggest the OCB papers, and I don't even like those. I've gotten used to, to Gizeh. I like them, but the ones I have, little I'm spoiled now. I can't even roll in a regular fucking zigzag size anymore, and that's what the Gizeh are. Right, so I'm in a dilemma. I, I'm I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm having trouble finding papers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna have to start making my own. There's a whole forest in front of me here. So <laughs> you also have the option of of pipes and bombs. No, I can't do them. I can only the only thing that I'm able Hale to wants is, to get a hookah. It, the only thing that I'm I'm okay with still is is ye old shatterizer. Um, I, I, I've got a bong, I've got a, uh, dab rig, I've got a, one of those pen things, what do they call it? What is it, what is it called? What is it called? Ah, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, you, you take a little, little bit of, uh, shatter and touch it. It's a pen. You draw it in. Oh. You mean like a nectar collector? Thank you, Marcel. All right. Um, uh, I had a nice bong. I had, I've had uh, lots of demo stuff. In fact, in my packing and unpacking here, I'm finding a lot of uh, vaporizers. I found my first uh, bud vaporizer, uh, which is just a, a really long pen with a little tiny cylinder. Um, I found my first vaporizer for shatter. My shatterizer. I always use that. Um, what else? 
lots of lot a, a double a double bold pipe that was sent to me. I had a um, vapor tower. Do you remember those, Marcel? Yep. Yep. I had one for ten years. They sent it to me, and I faithfully sat on my fucking desk until I packed up the house in Mount Forest, and it broke. <laughs> it broke. We got. Lots of people talking. Hi, people talking. They make club. I, I, I'm not a fan of the rice paper. Actually, Charles, I got a question for you. Yeah. Oh, hello, Darcy. <laughs> um. So, well, hello, Al. <laughs> um. Here about <laughs> five years ago, uh, somebody sent me seeds from Jamaica. They put them in an envelope, and mailed them to me. Mm-hmm. Um, they said they bought the weed on the beach. Excuse me, Darcy, just one sec. Hey, Len, does that taste good? Send me back seeds. <laughs> Lenny, does that taste good? Sorry, Darcy, I couldn't hear you the last part, man. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Lenny's um, muted, but he's talking to us. You were saying something here, too, Alex. Out they bought on the beach, right? Description. I'm on mute because I'm watching a hockey game. Yeah, they they sent me seeds. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna start them. them. Yeah, but I figured it's it's likely just a mis- it's likely just a mishmash of genetics that was likely grown in someone's backyard because they, they said that weed wasn't all that great. Yeah, but everything, I was just everything. Well, in the reason I want them because I was hoping that that it might have been a land race strain. There is no land races left here, um, except a couple of clones held by the Rastafarian community. Um, in about 1986 or so, Which uh, is uh, a, a guy brought in a huge amount of Afghan seeds. And then um, in the early 1990s, there was a big immigration move from people coming from India here. And they brought a lot of North Indians with them by, by basically the mid-90s. Yeah. Um, the, all of the, the the native island strains were pretty much gone. You have to remember that in the 80s, there was a, um, a, a serious culture of prohibition here. And when you're talking about the original plants, um, you know, they get two harvests a year and they would get six or seven feet tall. So when the helicopters were flying and stuff, it just made no sense. As where when they brought in the Afghans and North Indian plants, they would get, they would get two feet tall and finish in eight weeks. Wow. Um, so, so really the, 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 the original strain yeah, sure, sure is was wiped out. And that's, and that's why, why we don't have Jamaican red hair now. Mm-hmm. And that's why, why the work that I'm doing for Raga, the Rastafarian church here is really important. We actually call it the, the Exodus project um, because we, we think these are the actual genetics that move with Jaws people, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited. So my goal is to give a 1,000 seeds. That would be amazing. I'd love to grow that, but I don't think it can wait that long to flower it out. No, no. Um, I'm going to do some hybrids with it as well. Um, but even the hybrids are going to be like haze-length hybrids, you know. Um, it's it's one of the longest flowering sativas I've ever worked with. And that's wow. saying something because I've grown pure Thais, Loatians, Cambodians, and grown them here in Jamaica. And, I mean, I had pure... Um, pure Laos strains that flowered like a good month sooner than, than the, than the lamb spread. Really? 
Yeah, like it's a really long flowering sativa. Oh wow! Yeah. Our Facebook user wants to know if they still make. That is a long flowering sativa. I mean, do you remember club rice papers? Anybody? I don't like rice papers. I've tried them, but I don't know if that was that brand. I've tried rice papers though. I can. I picture the the image of the club ones, but I don't know if you can still get them. Yeah, I don't know either. Here in Jamaica, we have Lion's Pride. Have you ever played around with Durban Poison, Charles? Um, I've worked with a little bit of Durban, um, for sure. I bred a Durban Auto, and we have um, a Elite Durban clone that was sent to me out of California. I believe it's the same clone that Cookies worked with. And I crossed it with our higher understanding, which is a Black Seed Zacatecas Purple Fino um, crossed with Harmony, which is one of my most recent cup winners. Um, that people just absolutely love. Um, so we, we made an F1 between um, the higher understanding and that Durban clone, and we call it um, higher learning. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, the, the Durbans that I'm working with, Ooh. though, aren't Landrace Durbans. What's that flowering? What's the flowering time on that? It's about um, 10 weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a big producer. Yeah, I, I play with that in my tent. Yeah, I actually nice. ha- I have some of those in my bed today. Yeah, I'm no, just, I, uh, I was um, looking at your website there. I see. You Sorry, you cut out. Yeah, Darcy does. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was looking at your cookie cure. Yeah, the cookie cure was the first work I ever did with, with cookies. I, I said I was looking at your cookie cure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marcel, why don't you pull up his website so we can have a look at it while we're chatting? Uh, let me go and find his website. I got it open here. The Cookie Cure was the first work I ever did with the cookies. It was the Cookies Forum, the original cookies cut. Um, and it took me a long time to get it to work in, in our uh, yeah in, in our style of garden, um, which is high density. Um, it, the original Forum cut was really popcorny and branchy. Um, and, uh, so with the cure, we, we crossed it with the, um, golden temple Kush and, uh, backbred it. And I think we took that to a two. And then on the femme, we actually, um, used a female pollen back onto the BX2. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it has all the original classic vanilla terps. I bred a new one as well that we call the strawberry cure which is a strawberry cream, which is um, the strawberry plant cross with cookies and cream. And uh, I had a, an F5 inbred line of that out of friends of mine in Washington State. And uh, we just literally grew like 250 of the cookie cure. And I went through there, did a hunt, and I pollinated those cookie cures with the, uh, with the uh, strawberry cream. Um, so it's basically a, another cookies back cross. Um, I I think it'll be really interesting, but it also maintains the columnar um, structure that, that I was going for when I bred the cookie cure. Yeah. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> yeah, I see it has a, he- I see it has a heavy vanilla flavor. That, that I, I think, I think I like that strain. Yeah, it's, it's lovely, man. It's, it's got, um, it literally has a vanilla Oreo cookie kind of vibe to it. Um, I was really surprised when I first smelled, um, tried the kiff from it um Ooh. the dry sift it, it was just shocked me just how much i i got the cookies out of it and it was hard because every time i worked with that with that forum cut 
I would outcross it and lose that that cookie appeal altogether. And I was breeding this for an LP, right? That really wanted a cookies line. It ended up taking me eight years to actually breed the cookie cure. <coughs> Holy shit. That was Garnet, the picture you just showed there. That guy that was sitting here earlier when we were talking. <laughs> oh, yeah? Tiny line. He's my right-hand man here in Jamaica, Garnet Edwards. Yeah. That's the website. Yeah. New strains. African freight train. Acapulco gold. Do you ship to Canada? I want that memory of Afghanistan. We ship all over the world. Oh, awesome. But now you also supply licensed producers as well, like in Canada? Yes, we do. And soon uh, we'll be able to supply uh, our cuttings out of Denmark, um, anywhere in the world that's licensed. So oh, you'll right be able to use any of ours. You'll get a certificate of analysis on the particular clone, and we can ship it globally out of our out of our Danish partner site. And then there's the blogs with Charles, your daughter, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's Liberty, myself, and Garnet Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Green Opel Acapulco Gold Fino. I'm in. Yeah. No, it was. It's an absolute stellar, stellar strain. It was actually the big surprise when I told Kevin Jodry, who was right there with me, I told him, you got to come smell this. We got a green apple, Fino. He looked at me. He's like, what do you mean green apple? I never smelled a green apple. And he came over there and he's like, that's rare. And because it really smells, guys, like, like a green apple Jolly Rancher. Um, nice. And um, yeah, we got it years ago. You know, I bred a strain years ago called um, apple pie, which is Acapulco Gold across um, Nepalese, the I've same had, Nepalese had that, before. You know, that I used on, on Willie Nelson. Yeah. And uh, then I, I don't know if you guys know, but I was actually the breeder of Barney's farm for a period of time when I was in Holland. And so Barney's yeah. farm sold apple pie as Acapulco gold. Oh, really? Yeah. So all that stuff that's been sold all over the world by Barney's as Acapulco gold is actually apple pie, which is a Nepalese cross Acapulco gold. Wow. Hey, hey, Dale, there's some uh, powdery mildew spray recipe. I bought arrows. Pardon me? I didn't hear you guys. I, think you I said I bought, I, I bought their auto flowers uh, from Barney's Farm here about. No, it's Darcy here. Um, yep. I bought uh, a bunch of the Barney's Farm auto flowers. Oh, how did they work for you? I didn't have much to do with their autoflowers. He's having trouble. Um, you could definitely tell that they were not stable. That's for dang sure. Mm-hmm. Darcy, what are you connecting on? I know, eh? Because you've got a lot of leg there. Yeah. He's also taller than we thought. <laughs> you're having bandwidth issues today buddy that's for sure these are nice pictures yeah those are all grown from feminized seeds so that picture yeah do you uh do you prefer growing into with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Outdoors or outdoors? I absolutely prefer to grow organically outdoors. Yeah, see? At the equator, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these are okay, all, these so are all here in, pictures are all here in Jamaica. Compared to here, how much longer is your grow time there? I mean, I guess I guess it's year round, right? Oh yeah, man. It's it's almost uh, the it's a between eleven and a half and twelve hours and twenty minutes a year. Around so, the, around the year. Yeah, around the year. So wow. here we have photo period extension huts. Um, we to, to to the opposite. You know how we do light depth in Canada. Here yeah. we have to do the opposite. Oh really? Oh, because there's so much light. Yeah, like no. with indi- with indicas, um, we we as soon as you can't grow them from seed directly without vegging them, or you'll end up with a six or seven inch plant. They just start right away. Oh yeah, the photo period is always between eleven and a half and twelve hours and twenty minutes year round. Wow. See, how cold see. is it there in the winter? It, it it doesn't. We just came out of winter, and it's like twenty five, thirty every day. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's a tropical. We're at the same latitude as Thailand. I'm at seventeen point nine degrees south latitude. I'm on the equator. See, we we had this discussion um, before about genetics in Barbados and places like that, mm-hmm. and they they have we lost Lenny. I know. I, yeah. I, I was just going to put him on the big screen because it looked like he was sleeping, and I was just going to put him up there. <laughs> and, and the problem is, is, is they don't have the photo period. They've got, they've basically got, uh, well, I can't even say an auto flower photo period because that well, would no, just be a really small auto flowers. But no, no, auto flowers wouldn't work in the tropics, guys. It's the opposite. Auto flowers yeah. are for the northern hemisphere, where we where we have long daylight. Here in the Southern Hemisphere, we basically think of it this way. We have 12 hours outdoor year-round. And so you have to do photo period extension. That means that it, you just grow, have huts with, without any sides on them to keep the water off your lights. And you, you have to run your lights for six hours into the dark cycle yeah. to veg your plants. And then once your plants are veg, unless they're equatorial plants. Now, if we're talking about, like, if you look on my website, we have... Um, uh, Super Lemon Lao. Super Lemon Lao has enough equatorial sativa in it that you can grow it from a seed here and still end up with a 42-inch plant, you know, um, oh, yeah. from seed. Um, and same with the lamb's bread. The lamb's bread is naturally grows under this photo period. So even from a seed naturally, you'll still end up with a six-foot plant. That's what I was trying to explain before with part of the prohibition you know, that drove it into extinction was it couldn't yeah. hide it because even though it's 12 hours all the time, 
ties, loations, uh, sativas, anything from the equatorial zone naturally is, is built around this type of photo period. Um, it's only Afghans and Indicas that are from a more similar photo period to North America and Europe. Hey, Charles, I got a question for you. Have yeah. you got a candle handy? If you had a candle, it would give you enough light that you can, we'll see you. Yeah, just hold on. The sun just went down. Guys. I know. <laughs> Soon we'll be talking to a black square. <laughs> I will fix it. All sorry right. No, don't be sorry. No, no. Don't be sorry at all. There we go. There we Look. go. And there is light. You could go sit in the bathroom. <laughs> There's always light in the bathroom. Always, no matter where you are, there's some kind of light in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, the sun that's, goes down very quickly that's here. Better. It Thank goes you. down and comes up. Yeah. It's, you know, we've got a short, uh, oh, it's not that short right now. I mean, it, it it's up around nine-ish and then comes around until about, so it's about 12 hours right now, I guess. Maybe it may be a little bit, maybe, maybe 13 what? here, here, our, sun, what? our sunlight right now. No. Yeah. 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 It comes up around yeah, nine, might be, it comes up around hours, nine, yeah. nine 30, and then it goes down around between eight and nine. So yeah, close to 12 hours anyways. So yeah. is, is, is there anything that, that you would suggest a novice grower like myself who is up in the boonies? to try and and, uh, and and do for outdoor in a greenhouse? What would you suggest? Oh, man, there's there's lots. Um, the early purple that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some my auto lines will be out soon. Um, but uh, the memories of Afghanistan, um, there is some of some other um, hybrids that I'm coming out with um, around uh, some diesels. Um, yeah, there's there's quite a number. Basically, most of my Afghani will finish as long as you can go my Afghan or my 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 indica dominant plants. Most of them will finish if you can go until October fifth. Sure, I've got a greenhouse. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I mean, I, I literally grew eight thousand plants in a greenhouse in twenty twenty in in on Vancouver Island. Um. Yeah. This is what the that you were talking to the the BX three, the BX three, yeah. That's a that's a breeders pack of the BX three. That's the mother line of Pink Kush. Um, yeah, and that, that one, that one, guys, is too late to grow. I love them pink hairs. In- that one's too late to grow outdoors in Canada. Maybe with a greenhouse because indoors it's it's like seventy nine to eighty one days. Wow. Um, wow, so it's a long. it's a pure indica, but it's a very late flowering lowland Pakistani is is what it is. Um, and so as where if you went to like my jihadi kush, the, the jihadi kush is, is ideally suited for store in Canada. It was bred for it. Um, oh, the, hang on, uh, let me go. Let me go and find it here. I'm gonna have a look at your your website and and add you on Facebook. We'll I'm chat not, after. Is anybody uh, listed Charles. right now? Pardon me. I'm not sure if the jihadi is listed because we have it in we have the stock, but the stock's in Colombia, and I might have had him take it down because it was becoming too problematic for us to ship Canadian or you know I'm sorry Colombian stock from where I am. Right. 
So what about no? Well, do you these guys... are alphabet- if these are in alphabetical, then no. Okay, yeah, I think we we had it listed like two weeks ago, but I think that it was taken down. What um, was the other one that I saw here that? Uh, uh, down a little further. That orange pico Cambodian. That's long flowering time too, isn't it? He's yeah, it's, a, it's twelve weeks. A lot of the stuff that's listed right now is uh, is longer flowering stuff. The other stuff's coming down literally over. The, we're adding strains every two or three days right now. Are you uh, are you selling through the OCS? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Not yet. No. But you are in some provinces in legal. No, I'm not arenas. selling in any provinces right oh, now. Okay. Actually, um, I, I'm selling through through Jamaica and Denmark. Oh, cool. Um, but the Denmark shortly will have phytosanitation certification, um, including for our clones. So soon we'll be able to ship um, live clones and all of our seeds. Um, and we'll have them in stock in Canada and the USA shortly. The phytosanitation certification is required for us to, to ship seeds to the USA. I, I uh, Please, please, when, you're, when you get to that, when you get to the clones and shipping stuff like that, please come back and talk to us because I, I find that interesting, that stuff. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I know it's the more expensive way to go, but is, is it the safer way to go is, is to get clones? or? Uh, honestly, for LP, for LP, suppose you're in Thailand and you want to grow um, one of my hazes or something mm-hmm. or an Acapulco gold, you're going to get a, a tribe-tested, selected clone from the breeder with certificates of analysis really? of how it performed in different environments, right? Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit more of a no-brainer. For them. Now, what, what about what about us? What about the, the consumer? Are you going to be offering um, that kind of I, stuff to us as well? If you can legally import it, I'll ship it to you. Because I Lenny. can prepare an export <laughs> license in Denmark, but you have to prepare an import license on the Canadian side. Hmm. Um, so it depends. I don't really know if, where Health Canada is at in regards to allowing the importation of clones for, for home growers. Leonard? I mean, they're, they don't like it. Health Canada doesn't like anything imported period do you have you met lenny before uh charles no. uh lenny is the ceo of, of uh, turtle cannabis okay hello hi. 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 nice to meet you no i'm and i apologize for being silent i'm just watching he's watching hockey. his hockey games don't worry about him <laughs> he likes to play uh uh, uh kilroy and just kind of hang around in his video well, watching just, uh, hockey. You, I, we thought you, I, hate being, I hate being rude, but it is playoff. I was just reaching up to put you full on the screen because it looked like you were falling asleep. And no, you, then you left. I was on mute, but I, you know how you get that little piece of nail that gets long and it gets floppy? I know. <laughs> and I can't, I'm trying to bite the fucker off because it hurts. I, I caught myself on it. What's so that's that? what I was doing. No, I'm not sleepy at all. I'm wa- but I'm just look dazed because I'm watching the hockey game. Let, yeah, uh, no, Health Canada's research only is the only way you can get anything in. Another interesting fact about Lenny is he is a pharmacist as well, Charles. So oh, okay, yeah, a bundle no, of information. I, to, I actually tried to import for medical a few years ago. From yeah, we, from Jamaica. But, yeah, oh. I won't say the company. I, I, they're honestly they're assholes. So I won't say them, but uh, <laughs> they were. It's not. I don't think it's anything to do with uh, your company. Um, I hope not. Anyway, 
<laughs> no. No, no, Health Canada that they're they're trying to protect the LPs in Canada and the money that was invested. They're they're not letting anything in for a while. I mean, I, 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 I actually imported um, seeds to our LP in Ontario from from the UK. Yeah, um, but they, they, but they called it they called it research probably. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I can't. No, I, they, 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 there was a loophole that was going on a few years ago. They were calling it research, and they had multiple licenses. They were, then they were transferring over to the regular license. Uh, they they caught they stopped that shit. <laughs> um, they, that that was a little loophole everyone was doing. They'd bring it all in in an R and D license, and then just sell it off their R and D license to like their processing or cultivation license and. Uh, Health Canada caught on to that game. Oh, huh, interesting. Yeah. I find, I find it interesting that uh, uh, there isn't really access here for people to get clones in the mail, although there are a couple of places listed on, on the OCS here in Ontario that you can get clones. I haven't actually looked to see. Um, I don't know what happened. There's a couple that we're going to be doing. It was like, there's one. Well, um, we were looking that one day and we saw a few. Yeah. What is it? THC biome. They were, I remember them at lift years ago in Vancouver and Delta nine said they were going to do it. And it just, I don't, I don't know if they just had shitty genetics or, it just, I never really, they didn't, I, I think they went bankrupt, so I'm not really sure if we even remember. <coughs> but I know that was their program. Clones. Shipping clones could be an issue, but they've now come up with all kinds of cool little devices oh, for no, doing shipping, it. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, there's, Charles has no problem shipping clones. No, not He's got at all. that down to a science. <laughs> And, and there is some cool manufacturers that make like little clone dome, like little mini things that like I've seen them at lift and shows. So I've, I've cool seen the containers. There. Yeah. And, and in fact, I've gotten, uh, other plants, uh, in them. Uh, it's like a little beaker, like a, not a beaker, like a little test tube with a top on it and just holds the plant in there. Right. Yeah, there's a bunch well, of different types. Just the, the, ones roots, that we, yeah. the ones that we use actually have lights in them, LED lights. I've heard of those too. I've heard, yeah, I've I've heard, heard of those. those. Yeah. yeah. Well, the last thing you want is is a long trip in a sealed up in a box with no light for a well, cannabis. Well, particularly plant. when you're selling somebody a plant under license, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we we take a fair bit of care in in prepping and shipping. So you, you'd have to put several in a, in at a time. And then a light. No, it's not like one light no, per each, plant. Each each clone has one light. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It's like a screw top container. Oh, cool. That yeah. Medium is held in the bottom, and there's an LED light that'll keep the plant, you know, going for. I think they'll stay on for a week, but usually the maximum we ship is usually four days. Yeah. Now I don't know if it's the same company or if there's multiple companies, but there was a Canadian company that was selling them. Um, I met them at oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a ton of different companies now. Yeah, no, I, I met one of the ones from, uh, they were from BC down at MJ BizCon. That's what they were there for. Uh, this- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like a neat. Uh, but, uh, <coughs> how much per container? They weren't that bad a price, Marcel. I want to say they were like twenty bucks or something stupid. Fifteen bucks, yeah. Yeah. So that jacks yeah. the price up on each of your clones. No, so but if you wanted, like, say, for example, Darcy, if he wanted a very specific clone, and yeah, well, like he's going to pay that money to get it, right? As well as the premium price on yeah. that clone. Oh, I, I, like, what, you know what I mean? What is the price of a clone? What is a, what is a clone? I mean, you're... Well, t- you're it depends you're... on what clone it is and, and whether it's to an LP under license, how the amount of COAs that go with it, the amount of, like, supportive... Like, it just depends totally on the deal, mm. the price of a clone. Hmm. And most LPs wouldn't buy one clone. No, no. Well, no, they'll get a... a they'll buy, like... A, a piece of genetics under license, it depends, or outright, and we'll ship them, say, six or eight, and then you'll go there and help them usually establish or, or you know, get with the SOP. So when they're getting a clone, they're also getting the SOPs around that clone. All so right it, just, on. it depends on, 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 on the deal, right? Yeah. Um, and so everyone's just a little bit different. That's um, what happens when you have your strands dialed in and you know what you're doing with them. Yeah, yeah, makes a big difference. A lot less trial oh. and error, and pheno hunt, and everything. Marcel, else. that's why that's why we can grow that grimace so, so well. Yeah, because we 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 pick the pheno that we well. You pick the pheno that you liked. I it, it was the same one that I liked on, uh, which was a, kind of a coincidence. And we 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 grow it and we do good with it. I like to get Charles some of them seeds and see what he could do with them. Hmm. What is that strain? Um, Grimace OG. Oh yeah, it, it's it's a face off OG cross with a um, purple, purple Urkel. Urkel. Oh, nice. Ooh, I like purple Urkel. Yeah, this is a nice balanced strain, and it it. Uh, you guys haven't done Grimace in a while, have you? Last year I did. I did Grimace last year. I, I did. I did too. I did two plants of it. I did Grimace like last year, and they survived a fucking hurricane. Well, most of them survived the hurricane. There was quite a few branches were lost, but man, I've been dealing with the worst winds this year constantly, every friggin' day. Uh, I've grown, you know, I've been, I've grown in Jamaica for a, a lot, and uh, this particular year has just been, been just tough, man. Even guys that grew up here, like Garnet, they're like, we've never seen, you know, persistent wind like this. You got like a constant wind at, at 40 kilometer gusting to 70 and I'm growing these big fucking hazes, excuse my language. It was just the, the worst possible like strain for conditions, right? <laughs> That's worst case scenario all around. Yeah, but you know what? I found out which ones I can tell my customers absolutely will take wind. Uh, which yeah. ones are resilient. <laughs> Wait, yeah. um, what do you use for supplemental lighting? Uh, I just use um, LEDs, various LEDs. Um, remember, all I'm doing is photo period extending my my plants so that they are triggering, right? Right. So yep. we literally have a bamboo pole greenhouse that has no sides, just a rain, just a, a roof over it, and um, and we we just light that 
um, with with basic LED, just enough to keep the plants from flowering. That's Perfect. all we're going to do because our, our our light is so intense through the daytime. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just very basic LED. See, see, they don't need nothing fancy, uh, Marcel. Well, yeah. Well, Joe Petrie figured out that the plants only need five and a half hours of of light at a time. Is all they'll do for veg. Um, oh man! And then after the, the Joe, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but extending the photo period, I, I always wondered how they did it um, in Jamaica. And yeah, just because Barbados is looking at, at setting up grows in, in Barbados. Yeah, guys, I, I was I was building one of the first gardens in in uh, Saint Vincent, which is right across from Barbados. Yeah. Um, so it's very it's I, the same as here. I also um, I'm supposed to do a deal. I don't know if it's going to happen. The cannabis thing's a little bit messed up. And one of the first gardens in Panama too. I was just over there a while ago. Um, and, I like those uh, strains too. Like this is what I've been this is what I've been doing for the last eight years. I I built the first um, farm over five acres in Jamaica, and that got that original got sold to Acria Canada, and then we did one of the first twelve in Colombia, and then we did Uruguay, uh, and then I did Saint Vincent, um, and we also did one in Denmark, which is my partner company now. Yeah. Um, and there was one that we started in Portugal, but um, I left the company post IPO. What did you think of Uruguay? Uh, I didn't like Uruguay. I'm just going to be real blunt. I'm not. I was trying to think of a more polite way to say it, but <laughs> no, I wasn't a big fan of Uruguay, man. It was it was really not the best place. I I didn't understand um, the the actual like uh, geographical location. And I showed up there and I was freezing my balls off and I was dressed for the tropics. It was like Uruguay is a cold country, guys. It's like got, got you know, seasons like Canada. And, yeah. um, so, and you know what? I didn't have nothing to do with that selection of Uruguay. At that time, our, our CEO decided, man, we're going to grow hemp in Uruguay. And I'm like, dude, first of all, I've never grown hemp. And I know <laughs> nothing about Uruguay. And he's like, well... I want you to go there and 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 grow CBD hemp in Uruguay, and so that's that's how it went down, boys. So I went wow. to Uruguay, and I, built <laughs> and I bought hemp dryers and hemp processing shit, and I sound told them, you know, but you know what I told them? What's that, I told, Jersey? I said, I told does that sound CEO, familiar? Yeah, buying hemp dryers and hemp shit. I yeah. told the CEO, I and I, I told him this. He's actually a real dick. His name's Clifford Stark. Um, <laughs> I I told him. You know, you the arrogant little dude that I thought that CBD was a fad. <laughs> Sound familiar, Darcy? <laughs> yeah, I told him I think that CBD is a fad, dude, and I think that we're over investing. And he had us doing another thing, like somewhere. I, I thank God it, it it fucked up or something. It, it fell apart. It was over uh, in by, by by Ukraine somewhere. He wanted me to do another one, and I was like, man, are you sure? And, uh, yeah, this, this guy basically sent me all over the fucking earth building, building new acquisitions for our company. And I'm like, I'm the guy that flew in, broke the ground, did the soil test. He's buying land before I could even test the soil and waters, like just crazy shit. Like you got some, some guy buying land that knows nothing about the cannabis space. (laughs) Next thing you know, Charles, you'll be over in fucking Chernobyl planting hemp. So listen, guys. 
let's hey, uh, help clean up the soil. Let's take a quick break and run some some stuff here, and then we'll come back and continue our conversation with Charles Scott from uh, Scott Family Farms in Jamaica, man. Can uh, can we play Charles's song? Uh, I'm going to try and load it while I'm playing this stuff. Yep. All right. Oh, actually, why don't you load it and then you can share it and it'll play when we come back. I'll do it. All right. We'll be right. Back. What's that? How long are we going to be? This is just a minute. You got, you'll oh. have enough time to go pee. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Thanks, though. Okay. Yes. That's where I'm going. All right. We'll be right back in a minute or so. You're watching the Cannabis Broadcasting Group here at CBGTV.com. Hey, this is Cheech. And this is Chong. And you're listening to Lifestyle Radio. What is it? Lifestyle Radio. Say it one more time. 420 Radio. Ooh. You're listening to Lifestyle Radio. Are you an independent musician? How would you like to have your songs played on hundreds of radio stations just like the one you're listening to right now? Join MusicSubmit.com and we'll promote your music to radio stations and blogs in your genre. It's free to set up your account and we guarantee your music will be considered for airplay by radio stations worldwide. Why not sign up today? It's free. MusicSubmit.com. Radio promotion for indie musicians. This is how we grow the week. Alrighty, I got this song loaded up that Marcel gave me this afternoon, and here we go. Introducing Charles Reeferman Scott and Scott Family Farms Lifetime Collection, a seat for every garden. I'm talking Guinness Book of World Records stuff happening here in Jamaica. Ganja General, hold on a minute. Now it's medical ganja. Let's try this again here. Uh, Let's try it this way. All right, here we go. Let's try this again, shall we? Yeah, generally. Introducing Charles Reeferman Scott. Hear it now? Scott Family Farms yep. Lifetime Collection. A seat for every garden. I'm talking Guinness Book of World Records stuff happening here in Jamaica. Ganja general, seeds incredible, flavors several, now it's medical. Ganja general, seeds incredible, flavors several, now it's medical. Something the world has never seen, we're talking 400 strains of green. Charles is the plant breeding machine, Scott Family Dot Farm for a bean. Send the cookie crosses over to Burner On YouTube with Kevin, I'm a learner With the real kings of cannabis We're living every day, passionate The chosen, the work, the money just a perk Let the birds chirp, I'll hit them with my smirk True growers know, these seeds they need to sow 
germinate greatness, legendary status with the rosters and all the collections. Got seeds from everywhere, all directions. Ganja general, seeds incredible, flavors several. Now it's medical. Ganja general, seeds incredible, flavors several. Now it's medical. We love the herb. We love the root. We love the seed. We love the fruit. Shout out to Garnet. Shout out to everyone helping in the field. Shout out to the family. Scott Family Farms. What up, Dan? Yeah. So this collection, just so you know, seven continents all over the world, 30 years in the making. Charles Reefaman Scott has sourced, has grown, has cultivated, has bred these seeds. And now they're ready for you. We can't wait to share them. We love you guys. Peace. You had that made or somebody made that no, for you? Or? A friend of mine that owns a studio in Colombia, Marty, actually made that for me. In, in Jamaica, they call me the Ganja General. I go to the grocery store in Portmore, Jamaica, and they're like, it's a Ganja General. I came back here and hadn't been here in four years. And in a little hmm. village, kind of a ghetto, really, um, uh, they, people recognized me as the Ganja General because I employed a lot of people and treated them very well. Um, and, uh, so yeah, general is, uh, is a word of like respect here. Um, so when I first came here, I didn't understand why they were calling me the general, (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really special. Yeah. That's excellent. I like the song and and I'm, and I'm not a big, yeah, he doesn't like rap music. But but it was a reggae rap. Well, that's a reggae rap. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like totally it. different. Yeah. I liked it. it. the The beat was awesome. I really like that. Yeah, Marty's a but player. that that could also be the ice cream. So just take one second and say YouTube, Facebook, they have permission to play that song if you don't mind. YouTube, Facebook, they absolutely have permission from Marty Rose to play that song. Now let's see what happens because you know. <laughs> Wait, that, that's not played on YouTube. I am the Ganja General, and I've given them yeah. consent. <laughs> it's his song. He can say he can let us play it if we want, and it's a cool song. So we might play it again. You know, Al has a um, Al Al at Pace Radio has uh, a little intro that he has somebody made up for him, and he's actually gotten slammed with a copyright claim for it. Now, our Fine. song, I mean, Jim did that, what, but 10 years ago now. Yeah. And we've never, it's never been flagged or anything because he did that specifically specifically for us. Yeah, but that, it's the same as that song. That song was done specifically for yeah, Charles. exactly. So we'll so see, we'll see what happens. Song, so he has the rights to say whether or not somebody can actually be broadcast. Well, we'll know if Facebook accepts that right within an hour after the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys yeah i was gonna say for home growers who really want to try stuff like some of the classics like santa marta colombian gold acapulco gold i know my inbred lines they're sold in 15 packs you know the breeder packs um yeah. but i made a ton of f1 hybrids 
Um, for example, we have 24 karat gold, which is Acapulco gold cross Santa Marta Colombian gold. And it's, it's way more affordable. And honestly, for most growers that want to grow a plant for smoking it and, and for, for consistency and just, you know, for higher yields and everything, they actually want to grow an F1, not, not an inbred line. And so I just want to tell you guys, don't be scared off by the prices of my inbred line. It's because I put 30 years of polishing onto them, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But the F1s are actually bred with the very best parents from those lines. And the F1s are targeted at the home grower and people who want to experience those old classic strains. Um, you know, uh, like, and honestly, the smoke from, for example, 24 karat gold is better than either parent from the perspective of it having hybrid vigor and and resonation um, and trichromatic development being much higher, you know. Um, and another new one that we got, which rarely happens, but I got the strain. I was in a village, Bachata, and Kevin Jordy had happened to be in the same village, and we didn't even know. Um, but we tried to strain there, both of us independently, and they call it Bachata Black. It's a Colombian black. And I got some seeds of it. And, you know, people give me stuff all the time, and I have so many strains like this year. I don't even know. Maybe we grew 6,000 plants, right, to do our selections. And so I stuck these plants over on the side, and they didn't get, like, primary positioning in the in the, in the the um, veg house. And uh, you know what I mean? They just weren't treated like they should be. But I stuck them in our, our, our Colombian and Mexican um, area, basically – all of my, my genetics are broken up on the farm by region almost, right? And, uh, man, these these Bachata Blacks blew my mind. They were just absolutely stunning. Everybody who's come here, the the um, Marina Boys, the breeders of um, Piff and, um, and Cuban Black Haze, Kevin Jodry, everybody that's tried this strain, and it's, it's a jungle sativa. It's been worked by a guy, and I think that how he worked it was he found an elite clone, and he probably, you know, bred it a little too much into an elite clone so from the perspective of of having a great deal of vigor and stuff it wasn't the best but the smoke on this strain being something you know as a land race and it's come this little area in bachata it's right on the border where um one side of the river that we were on is in colombia and the other side of the river is is uh, venezuela and so this is a part of uh of colombia where the cannabis genetics hadn't been explored like say santa marta and and the the highlands where we get mango biche and stuff from and uh that that uh that colombian black is outstanding and we have a a new hybrid that i bred using the acapulco gold which again i told you guys my favorite heirloom from our collection um onto that onto that black it's untested but i can't imagine it being anything but bloody amazing i'm so excited to grow it we're actually planting everything right now. So all the seeds we just produced are all going on the same field they were produced on. We're going to re-amend it with organic amendments. And we're literally growing everything that we just produced and photographing it. And uh, and we'll have that all onto the site really quickly. I mean, a majority of the strains have been well tested. But everything, everything that uh, that we produce is tested, photographed, um, and the, the best will be run through HPLC to share with everybody as well. So you, you said that there are other alternatives, uh, purchasing alternatives, what, like what? Yeah, yeah, because I, I got some heat from people saying, hey, man, you want like $280 for your Santa Marta Colombian gold. Well, it was part of my first and Canada's first cup winner. I won Canada's first cup with 
Love Potion 1, which was that plant cross with G13, right? Um, same with, with my Acapulco Gold. I mean, I've kept it alive for 30 years. So what I'm saying is that some people, unless you're a breeder, these strains in their pure form aren't probably that interesting. Some of these have been inbred 10, 12 generations, right? Yeah. So they're breeding. They don't understand the time and love that goes into them, Charles. Yeah, but but what I, what I want to communicate is that most growers that, that aren't breeders, even if you are breeders, the F1s, they're true F1s between either two inbred lines or two polished heirloom or Landrace's. I like to use the word heirloom because Landrace kind of denotes something that um, has been allowed to grow in a, in a wild sense and self-propagate, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I like to use the word heirloom. Um, but uh, we compared, the, uh, there's some researchers at the University of Magdalena, Santa Marta. I was living in Santa Marta, Colombia for about 11 months. And I met these researchers because there had been an article published in the local paper that they were studying the history of cannabis in the Santa Marta area. And I got some of the, some of the Santa Marta Colombian gold seeds from them. And I grew them next to our heirloom um, variety. And the terpene profile is identical. But you could just see the difference between something that's had years of selective inbreeding. And in the last seven or year, eight years or so, I've been able to grow some pretty big populations. Um, to go through my genomes, stuff I only dreamed about, you know, when I was young. I remember when I grew 500 plants the first time and I was like mind blown <laughs> that we brought in 500 plants this year. So, you know, some of the fields that I've done in Jamaica are, you know, two square hectares of pink cushion stuff, right? Um, and the, the facility I was running in Ontario had, had a million square foot of canopy. It wasn't running at a million square foot, but we were growing some some really big you know, how many plants do you get in in a space like that? Uh, uh, so on 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 a, an acre of land, I usually in Jamaica those small plant pictures you were looking at. Yep. So you'll look. There's a plant every 16 inches. Um, so I'll put like 4,400 plants an acre if I'm depending on the strain. But like an indica hybrid, I'll put 4,400 plants an acre. On a really great crop, some of my best crops were 1,470 pounds an acre. Um, but on on an average, like the pink kush, we grew to, uh, one hectaria twice over. And we got about 1,100 pounds an acre. Wow. And about that, about that ratio too, you know, about the, the 4,400 plants an acre. What do you what do you guys do with all your clippings at that at that much? What, what do you do? Do you do you make oil? Do you make other products? Do you do distillates, isolates, and stuff like that? Uh, um, yeah. So originally um, in Jamaica, before we sold the original farm, which is the first ones over first one over five acres, um, we had the first labs uh, certified by the Scientific Research Council of Jamaica, and I was actually running a, a large scale BHO operation and i was also running a, a a large scale water hash production um system but uh um i personally i'm a dry sieve freak um so i also do a lot of sifting for my own you know i'm starting to turn into a dry sieve freak too yeah guys once I you learn how a, this i was always an ice and water guy man but this dry sift uh it's wow yeah, it's funny. You guys were asking me about numbers earlier on sift and stuff. And actually, the last time I made any amount of water hash was in Jamaica five years ago. You know, um, 
and we had so much material that we didn't even look at those ratios and returns um we just were like what kind of material what kind of material is best to use for a dry shift shift can you use the same material that you would use to uh use ice and water yeah i use whole flour man okay yeah um i use whole flour uh and some of our more modern techniques that we're using for dry sift, our initial dry sifting is actually done uh, with vibratory sieve technology and dry ice. Yeah, I was wondering if you use dry ice or not. Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, you have to. It should make it a little that, warm. There's some new technology guys that use a CO2, and I'm I'm super interested, but I haven't got there yet. I've used CO2 as an agitation um, for my for my water hush production. Yeah. Here in Jamaica, um, and it made my ice last a lot longer too, right? Yeah, that um, must, that's like that rocket tank, Marcel. Yeah, I, that's I, exactly. Guys, I I had the first seventeen-gallon rocket tanks here in Jamaica. All right, nice, on. Charles. That's yeah, and, awesome. and they they work really well, you guys. And it, it you know what? It seems pricey, but and it is because when you look at what it's made from, but the convenience of it and how well it worked, it, it's kind of worth it. Yeah. See, I'm I'm just running a, a five gallon wash machine right now. I was trying to find one here, guys. I got all this material. You have no idea. I don't even want to say because <laughs> I don't want to, you know. Amazon shipped to Jamaica. I have a lot of material, and just I'm trying to find myself one of those five gallon washing machines just so that we don't have to run the spatula on the electric drill. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, Charles, dude, get with the times. I use the uh, paint mixer. That's that's what oh. I have. I no, have a paint no, mixer. God. I couldn't find a paint mixer. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we could, would you would you would you like us to I'm mail sure. you one? <laughs> the yeah. is customs might probably try to charge me two hundred dollars in duty on it or seize it. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's but, this? Uh, <laughs> but you know, well, here, I, I have a paint mixer that's never seen paint before. Guys, I've hooked up so many things in Mexico years ago. I used electric trolling motors. <laughs> <laughs> why not if it works do it yeah you know yeah i keep every now and then around 420 a little video comes up of uh one of those little toy uh marine engines that you put in your coffee and you turn it on and it mixes up your coffee yeah. so i was thinking about ways to mix up my virgin olive oil and and fico up nicely and i was like you know that would work on nicely. a coffee warmer on a it coffee warmer, warmer with one of those <laughs> one of those little <laughs> little it just clips on the side of your bo- of your cup and you just turn it so on how, and... how much how much do they cost what the little engine thingies yeah i don't know you'd have to go to a dollarama we don't have one here i'm literally in the middle of nowhere charles a dollar, a dollar store here is a department store, boy. Yeah, no doubt, eh? <laughs> we have a dollar so, store. We have a dollar store in the next town, but everything's four ninety nine. Have I, you ever bred any strands for muscle spasms, Charles? You know, man, I, I, when it comes to to muscle spasms and neurospastic stuff, um, the first the first strains that come to mind for me are Wakeford. Um, for for all of those type of spastic conditions, Wakeford's one of my very oldest strains. It was bred for Jim Wakeford, who was the first guy to get an ex- exemption under the old Section 56 program. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I bred that strain for Jim, man, uh, 
I don't know, like 27 years ago. And and remember how I mentioned UBC chemo earlier? Yeah. So this was uh, uh, OBG13, which was Nebel's G13 skunk one, um, the original one from years and years ago, crossed to the UBC chemo. And honestly, to this day, when it comes to that type of muscle spasms and stuff, I, I it's one of the best medical strains that, that I have. Um, also, the Petrolia head stash, which is the mother of heroin that I got when I worked with Steve Tuck when he bred heroin, you know, I guess about 22 years ago or something. Yeah. Um, I just uh, I just bred an, a new line off of that um, called the Heavy Hammer. And again, it's one of those strains that's ideal for those type of 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 conditions and we're talking these are high potency strains like you'll off a pack of seeds you'll you'll hit 24s and 25s on them on both the wakefruit and the heavy hammer and um, your wakefruit is it available on your on your catalog if it's not available today everything was available guys even a week ago but i got frustrated because i have stock in colombia and stock in jamaica and so wow. i had i had my guys in colombia remove the the, the colombians stock until it gets here into my hands. But I'm also about to harvest. Uh, we took the uh, G13 inbred line and we back crossed it onto the Wakeford right now. Ooh. And that's the Wakeford 2.0, meaning the Wakeford 20 years, because it's our 20 years as a company, right? Nice. So all the 2.0 is representative of 20 years. Um, so yeah, um, I'm also um, working on that the G13. Today, we actually just sprayed um, the G13s uh, and we sprayed the east, the original 2006 East Coast Sour Diesel, uh, and uh, so we're and we also um, I don't know if you guys know, but I was friends with Neville, and um, one of the last strains that Neville bred was actually um, one of them was Mullenby Madness Cross Pink Kush, um, and I also gave Neville uh, the Thai 78, which originally came from a breeder in Switzerland called Green Hornet, but I worked it for several generations. And so Neville and I had planned, and we announced it on Mr. Nice Seeds like, I don't know, eight years ago, that he and I were doing a collaborative company. And Mr. Nice kicked me off after. The <laughs> last post that I put on Mr. Nice Seeds was a collaborative effort of Neville and I. But uh, so Neville had been working on his grail project, which is Molenby Madness, which is an old Thai Bro, stick plant that? that's famous in, in Australia. Yeah, but, um, bred by Kangativa. Well, it wasn't bred by Kangatiba. It's way, way, way later, like way before Kangatiba. But Kangatiba preserved it, absolutely. So my so my um, um, Mullenimbi came from Neville. He had, you know, he was working in Australia. And in Australia, there's still a lot of risk at that time. And so I made a whole whack of fems for him like five years ago here in Jamaica. And... Um, you know, like feminized seeds, and I sent them back to him. I didn't charge him, I just gave them to him because I had the ability to grow as many plants as I wanted at that time. And so right now, um, Neville had made the the Neville's Haze 21 um, cross Molimimbi Madness, and that was the 21 cross to uh, Kangatiba's clone. And he wasn't really thrilled with how it fired. I mean, it's really good, but he wasn't thrilled. So he ended up making the, the Neville's Haze 15 cross Molimbi Males, he had a Mullenby seed line, which came from Tangativa as well. And he got two males and he crossed it onto the Neville's Haze 15, which was his longest flowering uh, Neville's Haze female. They had the churchiest kind of flavor, you know, like that church incense kind of flavor. 
And so I'm pretty sure I never talked to Neville about it. We talked a lot for periods of time. We talked like every two weeks Then we wouldn't talk for a period of time. But anyways, um, what I think is I know that last time I heard that he wasn't happy with how the, the, the 21 cross Mullen fired. And so then he bred the 15 and it was the opposite, right? So the 21 is a Mullen female, Kangatiba's clone with a Neville's Hayes um, 21 um, male. And the 15 is a Neville's Hayes female um, with the Mullen male. And so what I just did, we call it Neville's Grail, is I took the, the 15 um, cross nebs and I put it on the 21 Mullen. And so um, I literally, I think that was what, what he was going for. And anyways, that's what I did um, having grown the plants. I mean, we have, I mean, these plants were put out into the fields at 16 inches they're nine feet by seven, eight feet wide right now. Holy shit. Two equatorial plants, right? I yeah. also I also just, I have Neville's A5 and his C5 going here as well. So I'm doing a whole bunch of preservation work around Neville's two lines here right now. Um, and uh, they'll be coming, being released under the Hayes Brothers collection. That's what the collaboration was supposed to be called between Neville and I. Nice. Um, I- I can't wait for your autoflowers to get on your website because I'm I'm a big guy that plays around with a lot of autoflowers. Oh, right on. Yeah, Paul Martin from Scallywag Seeds, who's a good friend of mine, he actually did a bunch of testing. Him and uh, his his partner Joe um, Wallace did a bunch of testing on my autos. I, I because of my connection to corporate cannabis, um, I wasn't able to really sell the autoflowers yeah. um, because we we had been making deals with those particular lines under under. Um, supply agreements to some LPs. Yep. Um, but now that I'm free of my corporate overlords, um, uh, the, the auto flowers will be coming back out. And that's a unique line, actually. Um, that's our auto giganticus line. And the, the difference is years ago, I used to, under Prairie Fire, I sold um, auto Afghani. Yeah. Um, and auto Indica, I called it at different breeds. And we ended up getting around 1997 or 98, there was a, uh, I never used to tell people what it is, but now I'm, I'm, I'm telling all the secrets. Um, there was a line of AK-47 that came out. And it was a recalled line because the plants were autoflowering. Guys would try to hold it in, in veg and it would autoflower. And that was happening on the male and the female side. And so I saw that as an advantage. And I bought up some of those seeds from a Canadian distributor. And I ended up crossing those autoflowering because of, you know, basically genetic mismanagement and inbreeding traits yep. into the the auto Afghani, and that is what became the auto giganticus. Uh-huh. Um, and that the auto Afghani, of course, had Neville's original um, ruderalis work in. I think you. Ex- oh. I think you excited Darcy. <laughs> well, it's just breeding. Is, breeding is, I'm so I'm just so fascinated with breeding because I, I do it myself. And I know you do. It, it, it's it's such a it's such an art. You got to know what you're doing because if you don't, Darcy, just... hit, me, hit me up after and I'll send you a whole bunch of photos of the various auto gigantica stuff. Um, yeah. it's, it's just it's just I'm not in the ideal environment to to work autos right now. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm but they're playing coming. around. They're I'm coming. playing around with Mephisto's, uh stuff right now. 
Yeah, his stuff is excellent. It's probably the best auto flowers on the market right now. They are. They really are. That's why I'm, I, I, I follow him on Instagram and, and chat a teeny little bit with him. And, yeah, I, I got his uh, Skywalker BX right now I'm running. Yeah, he, he sent me a bunch of seeds some years ago. Yeah, his phone we'll stomp is a good we'll one, too. Yeah, to check out. Um, <clears throat> like, that would have been 2014 or something. He's a good guy. Yeah, no, he's got he's got heavy producers and and they just crystal up so fucking good now. Yeah, yeah. Our our auto giganticus line is averaging uh, on potency about seventeen percent. See, nothing wrong with that, man. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Some of the best weed I've ever smoked, man, was 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 less than seventeen percent. So. Oh yeah, I mean, the, we won the the um, best overall strain in two thousand five cannabis cup. Not not the seed cup we won the cannabis cup in 05 and i'll bet you that willie nelson was only 15 percent, man see it's it, it that that balance that the balance terpene and balance cannabinoid profile through it man makes a huge difference let me ask it, you a question uh, is that the willie nelson his strain itself no so okay so i i bred a strain that won the best overall strain in 05 called willie nelson um okay uh, but he was aware of it, but I don't really want to get into it. It it, it was a no somewhat of a of Issue. a uncomfortable situation when when McLean's magazine wrote something, and I just don't want to get into it. No problem. Next subject. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, the Willie Nelson strain won best overall in the 05 Cup. Wow. Um, and you know what? It was the first time I think ever that a straight F one between two. Landrace has ever won the cup, you know. So here, um, here's a question for you: Have you ever entered uh, the Karma Cup that we do here in Toronto? No, you know, I was gonna, I was thinking about entering it. I, I entered um, Marco Renda's Cup, and I won a couple awards yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One year, treating um, yourself. Yeah, yeah, the Ty Cup, but um, I, I, I haven't really been doing a lot of cups. But definitely, um, some of my growers, my test growers in Canada, are super interested. And, and entering some cups. So we'd certainly certainly be interested for sure. Well, we have the John Cook say. Cup coming up that we have every year during Harvest Fest in July. Um, okay. So I'll fire off some when, information when, on Facebook. When in July? 14th to 17th of July. Well, that's literally it, right when I'm supposed to come back to Canada. Yeah. Well, see, that's literally <laughs> when you should come to Harvest Fest. <laughs> in Nova Scotia. <laughs> In Nova oh, Scotia, yeah. I have family in good old Green Harbor, Nova Scotia. There hey, boys! Go. You can come visit family at the same that was time. A, that was a lighter break. Everybody was going at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that was well. I cool just pulled up some of Darcy's mm-hmm. rosin that actually turned into hash. <clears throat> it's beautiful, nice. isn't it, Marcel? Do you remember the, the two pieces of rosin you gave me? One was that white, creamy stuff. Yes. That dried out <laughs> into nice hash. It does. It, so did mine in my little sticky dish. Yeah. And what do you just, Lenny you York just will leave too. It, you leave it sit out and it dries more than it would before you usually normally? normally? This stuff did. This stuff come out like, almost like a cream out of the rosin press. And he did other stuff that come out that was just dark rosin. Um, darker. I find anything anything outdoor that I've been playing around with comes out a little darker than than my indoor stuff. 
but uh, it's also tastes better, has more kick. Oh, it has way more kick. That's made from the door. that's made from the Sun God and Grimace Marcel. Yeah, I yeah. prefer Sun Girl and Weed US. I absolutely do in every capacity. Yep. <clears throat> Wait till you try it grown at the equator. It's a whole next level. It takes like it takes it to the next level. I don't know how else to put it. Just like other things that are grown here. Whether it's a mango or or a banana, the closer you get to the equator, the sweeter they get. And it's the same with cannabis. That's why I'm in Jamaica. I could have been in a bunch of other different places to do this work. But some of the finest genetics um, and the best representation of those genetics I've ever grown has been here in Jamaica. Okay. It's just a crazy place to grow. Hold on and just listen for a minute. Mm-hmm. Whose dog is snoring? That's my dog. <laughs> I was going to say, mine was, but she left, so she went to school yeah. somewhere else. Roses is snoring on the couch in the yeah. living room. <laughs> That's funny. I heard. I heard it. Uh, uh. Wonder if he got one of your Marcel. Wonder if he got one of your biscuits. <laughs> do you do you use uh, cannabis with your with your pets, Charles? Um, not, not with this guy, but this guy um, self medicates, guys. And it's so funny. Certain strains, he, he'll go and munch buds. Like um, uh, we have a uh, a strain called um, Rocket Man, which is a, a Romulan hybrid that's real like fruity. And he he he'll go. We had to actually clean up the floor. Because he was licking the trichomes off. And then we brought, <laughs> we brought in another one the other day, which is a mango biche, a Colombian cross blueberry. And again, he got that turp and he started munching buds. But uh, he scared us a bit when he was real young. But now he seems to munch the buds and enjoy them. So we kind of let him have it. But we have to control the amount. My cat comes over every time I smoke a joint and he sits between my legs and he's like looking up at me. And every time you blow at him, he's like, his nose is going and everything. And he just loves it. And then he goes and he sleeps for the afternoon. Now, when you work with blueberry, Charles, is it, is it DJ shorts, blueberry? Yeah. So it's uh, that's a good question. So I've been working with DJ shorts, blueberry literally since the first seeds he sold to Mark Emery. Fucking nice, um, man. That, that's, those were like, likely some of the same ones I got back in 98. Yeah, that's exactly so. So, um, and now I've taken them to in my hands. I don't know what they were when I got them because that information wasn't available back then. But yeah. we're about to breed the F8 right now, um, nice. in our hands. But I also got 80s blueberry out of Oregon, and man, I think it's a superior plant in a lot of ways. Ooh, and again, that came to me via Paul Martin. Yeah, uh, Gallywag seeds gifted me with these, and you know what? Again, corner like the Colombian black. People give me stuff all the time, and I kind of stuck him over on the side of a field, right? Kind of out of view, and yeah. I ended up going, "Holy shit!" When I went up and smelled them, like, "What is this?" And they 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 have a lot of different characteristics in DJ's lines. They're clearly mm-hmm. blueberries, but um, but yeah, I I really am impressed with them, and I I actually. Um, crossed the males from that 80s blueberry onto a um, uh, Chemdog Special Reserve cross um, root beer bush. Ooh. Yeah. The Chemdog. We got a question from Facebook from Mr. Paul Hartman. He asked, he's heard uh, you might be growing at uh, Castle Rock or Castle Black, sorry. Uh, I, I started at Castle Black. Oh, okay. Um, but I left. Oh, he left too. So, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. No comment, Paul. <laughs> no comment from either one of them other than we left. <laughs> we'll just leave it as we left. <laughs> yeah. So your Romulan, so your Romulan that you have, did it come from the fucking, the Kootenai Valley out in BC or from Kelowna? No, it actually, uh, our original Romulan years ago came from Romulan Joe. I actually got to know and meet Romulan Joe on the pot block way back in the, in the early days. Um, yeah. So that was the first Romulan I got, but the Romulan that's in my current work is Vic High's Romulan. Vic High's Romulan. Okay. Cause <laughs> uh, rest in peace. Because I have, I get, I get Romulan every once in a while. You got a mute, buddy. Mine, but I can never get, I can never get that Romulan that I had back in two thousand and six. <clears throat> just back it, before, just before Emery got busted and because he was an idiot and whatnot, um, I bought some seeds from him, and it was Romulan seven of nine. Okay, yeah. So, so that's Vic High's Romulan, man. That's Vic High's. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And it's still around. When I'm when it I'm is. back when I'm back in Canada, I can get you that cut for sure. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, for sure. That was another Canada. one that I found He's back that, in Canada that, in July, Darcy. Yeah, you know, but that was another one of the strands that I could I could smoke, and my muscle spasms, my pain just went away. Mm, you'd love my Rocket Man. What? So the Rocket Man is is Romulan cross C ninety nine cross Golden Temple Kush. Have you got a suggestion for somebody with severe ADHD and mood disorder? You know what? If they don't have, do they <laughs> Why have do you always laugh when I say that, Marcel? Do they, have, do they have anxiety problems? Yes. Yeah, so with anxiety problems, I would probably recommend, like, the Acapulco Gold would be the most gentle, motivational sativa. Okay. It gets my synapses firing. It, it like... <laughs> It does the opposite of a couch lock for me. It gets me up. It gets me talking. It's quite mm-hmm. motivational, and it doesn't have the edginess of, say, my orange people Cambodians or okay. my hazes. Um, the the uh, the Acapulco Gold is a very gentle one, man. And probably the the uh, twenty four karat gold, which is Acapulco Gold, Carl Santa Marta Colombian Gold, would probably be a pretty safe bet. And, uh, are, and th- are they lower or higher THC? Uh, they're going to be around the 17. That's perfect. Yeah. That's that. I, I, I've been, uh, experimenting with, with using when, when I go to the, to the legal store, cause there's one here in town, uh, I get a, a 15 to 17 or so, uh, THC. I find that THC gets me thinking too much. And sometimes that can turn into a depression. Uh, the couch lock I don't like uh, because that's the same feeling I get when I'm depressed. I don't like that. Um, I, I've tried, um, what's it called? The Indica from Grassroots is is uh, around, I think it's around 18. And it, yeah. it, it, it's, I painted this office. Just, you know, it got me up and going. And if I, if I, could find something that's going to do that on a regular basis yeah, that I can change up. You, you, you need like th- two or three. I I can't just do it one strain. I can't do it. Right? Yeah. So I I usually get uh, four strains at a time. 
so that I have a, a change. And if something couch locks me, then I'll mix it with something else until I find a combination that I like or I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, the, the, king, the king family, the pink family probably wouldn't be a great one for you. But the um, but the twenty four carat, any of those two plants together, which are both part of the original skunk, right? Uh, Acapulco Gold and Santa Marta Colombian Gold crossed to Afghani is the original skunk one. Oh, I have that. Is, is, is that that I was I just going to say? So I have that. Okay. Except you, you have the, except the current skunk one that's being sold today. Guy. With the skunk one that's up today, really has been kind of like homogenized towards the prohibition model. You know what I mean? So yeah. the sativa characteristics are less obvious as where um, I have a screen called skunk from scratch. Um, and we literally rebred skunk one from, from heirlooms. Um, but uh, which would be a little bit faster flowering for you. Um, but yeah, any of those, those particular core base strains that a lot of our, our, our genetics have been developed from, which is the Acapulco, the Santa Marta, um, th- those are actually pretty gentle and, uh, and should be really motivational and not too sedative. The, yeah. The sedative I don't like, but I also, uh, I, I think too much. So mm-hmm. I have to be careful of that. Like, like a white widow, I call it angry weed. It's no good. I don't want anything to do with it. Have it, have at it. Enjoy. <laughs> not for me. Yeah. Right. Hey, Marcel. Yeah. I wonder what you would get if you took his Acapulco Gold and crushed it with a Cushman. Uh, An Acapulco Cushman. <laughs> well, no, just for a strain. Like I, I, I know you're gonna, you're, you're definitely breeding way more sativa into it. Yeah. So I'm I thinking mean, it might take that Cush taste away, so you might actually like it. That's what I'm thinking. Get rid of that Cush flavor. I just added you uh, on Facebook, by the way, Charles. You'd have a heavy, you'd have a heavy trichrome producer. Actually, I, speaking of heavy trichrome producer, I want to hear about the. I knew a stripper King with that name. G. King <laughs> G strain. The witch. King G. Oh, so that's King. Uh, so we had a particular phenotype pop out of the King. So we did the King BX three open pollination. And 90% of the plants were super homogenous. We had two real structural phenotypes we called um, uh, the King BX3-1 and the King BX3-1 is a pole and one's multi-branching. We had another one that came out like 4% came out with this more, um, how can I explain it? Almost like uh, resin edged leaves, almost like a white family look. Um mm-hmm. And fewer, yeah. fewer um, pink pistols, but still some pink pistols, and a slightly more Afghan than Pakistani smell than is typical of the variety. And we uh, we actually crossed that with our our G thirteen inbred line um, to sort of take a, a new line out of the the King family, which is Pink Kush's parent, uh, towards a hash plant type. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's really an interesting one. I'm just about to test a whole bunch of those right now. Um, but the that'd be a dry sifter's dream. Oh, absolutely. The king in its in and of itself <laughs> is a dry sifter's dream. The whole line. But but if you're more focused towards 
a more typical hash plant than a Kush type. Um, yep. I, think I like the hash. King, the, the King G would be more of a typical um, hash plant line of King than than the uh, than the pure King, which is definitely a Kush type plant. Right? Good for pain. Right. Oh yeah, the, it's it's the most sedative strain in in our collection, without a doubt. The entire King King line. If you so don't good have for a sleep. It'll it'll knock you on your butt, yeah. But I, I like that, that at night. I like that. Just, I but, generally like to have a, a, a morning, uh, an afternoon, an evening, <laughs> and a nighttime. Like literally, you know, different times of the day. You get. I literally have different pains at different times of the day. When I wake up, it's at its highest. What know. kind of heights do you get out of the G G King? Oh, they're, they're 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 really short plants. Um, short, wide, multi-branching. Oh, height. Um, okay. So yeah. they'd be good. So they'd be good for doing a scrog in a tent. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They they'd be fine for doing a scrog. They're they're basically um, a typical um, you know uh, hash plant type plant. Um, being that they're the the kings originally from Pakistan, the King G will be even a little bit more more of a squat plant but i mean the stretch on them is minimal basically they're never going to more than double we got seven uh, minutes guys yeah really yeah so they still oh, Marcel, in a tent. there's all bunch oh, on yeah. that website man my, my poor credit card is going to take a shit kicking hey uh marcel i just yeah. want to we've got just a few minutes left and i want to make sure that you bring up the whole quebec thing real quick because we didn't talk about that yeah yeah, we didn't do much on news, but one important piece of news is Quebec's Supreme Court ruling that came out that upheld that the, how do they put it? The Quebec's ban on homegrown cannabis plants is constitutional. How do they figure that so, out? That's the French version of constitutional. Right, because because uh, Janik Murray Hall, Quebecer, uh, uh, took them to the court, basically doing a constitutional challenge. I thought that would be struck down for sure, guys. Yeah, me too. We so all did. Everybody, I think. We all everybody did. I think. did. Yeah. Why do you but think? They, why do you think it was struck down, Marcel? Well, they did it in a unanimous. It was a unanimous decision. But why? What were the grounds? Because it's fucking Quebec. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they were citing I mean, the black market, black market what? concerns. They were citing black market concerns, but that's just bullshit. They want I mean, monopoly. Everybody can can cite black market concerns. Every province in the country can cite black market concerns when it comes to to people being able to grow four plants at home. When do they yeah, have, they, do they they have a medical program there? Quebec has different rules. Right. Do they have a medical program? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't live there. I live here no, in Ontario. I don't live there either, but I'm sure they have a medical program. But, okay. I mean, um, even, like, when it comes to lotteries, they have different rules Yeah. than the rest of the country. Okay. So, why why this? It's Quebec. They They... They don't necessarily want to be the same as everybody else. They're being difficult, just like with everything else in Montreal and Quebec. Well, they don't make any money if you're growing at home either. Right. But 
Do they have? In the, but do end, they, in the I, end, everyone's just going to grow at home anyway. No one's policing it. But the other thing, well, in Quebec, they're still kind of policing that. But what they're not realizing it is if they're so concerned about organized crime, yada, 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 if you let people grow at home, they're buying a lot less from organized crime. For sure. FDLPs in, non, in Quebec are organized crime. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I feel bad for the people that live in Quebec. Okay, so, uh, Charles, uh, we've only got a few more minutes, uh, yep. and I want to make sure that people know how to find you, get a hold of you, ask you questions, if you do that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, we, we're on Scott Family Farm on Facebook, um, and there is uh, www.scottfamily.farm. Um, and anybody who's interested in wholesale can email Dan at scottfamily.farm. Any small seed vendors or anything, but uh, yeah, um, the website is scottfamily.farm. And you guys can check us out on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much on there every day. So any questions, um, you can get me in real time answering awesome. them. Awesome. I appreciate you stopping by. You'll have to. I mean, we never have enough time. We could just keep going another two hours. But, well, we'll, uh, we'll definitely be getting them back. Oh, yes. For sure, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and and uh, I just added you on Facebook. So we'll, we'll talk uh, after this. Uh, Thanks so much for having me, guys. You're very Thanks. welcome. Yeah. Anytime you're Great bored and you want to sit in, let us know. And, and you know, I apologize for being rude, but it's 2-2 two, two and 10 minutes I'll left in the third. I'll give you guys. All right. Uh, bless what, okay. what, uh, what, uh, how far are you in the series there? Game one. Oh, wow. But, it, but it's the number one team in the league they're playing. Which is the Ontario team. Oh, it's the OHL. The winner oh. of the series is probably going to win the league. So if they're playing the number one team in the league, then they were the number last team. They were the number four. Oh, okay. um, but Derek's this they, uh, they shouldn't have been number four. They didn't play well, oh. but they put it together now. Oh. Was that a fun- the result of the coaching staff? No. <laughs> no, the players just—they uh, just didn't gel, and all of a sudden, last week of the season, they finally put it together. Put it this way, I feel bad for the number one team in this in the league having to play them in the second round. Hey, what do you what do you what do you say? Have to say about the decision the NBA has decided to scrap anything cannabis illegalness. They're allowing it. They're not testing for it anymore. Good. And Snoop Dogg. Decided to make an announcement inviting the NBA to come and buy his weed. <laughs> I thought that was fucking awesome. No, it's great. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, I like it. <coughs> All right. Well, Charles, Charles laughed. Yep. Darcy got out of doing the grow segment. Yep. Anyway, There's always next leave. week. Uh, you guys have a nice uh, week. All right, Len. Thanks. Yeah, uh, you've been listening to the 420 Radio Show. And uh, we out of here. Say goodnight. Goodnight. Sorry for coughing in your ear. Oh, God, that was so loud. Yeah, but... What are you doing? (laughs) Nothing. Why not? Trying to get on the Slicedown Radio website. Sounds like a cool website. Yeah, it's all right. You're listening to Lifestyle Radio. The opinions expressed during this show are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of their associated organizations or Lifestyle Radio. We are the Cannabis Broadcasting Group here at CBGTV.com.